the beginning of my fourth year at Emmanuel this week. And I've somehow led services every 4th of July for these four years, since I'm still the newbie rabbi, even after four years. And every, every time I've always given a sermon about American Jewish history, trying to contextualize the 4th of July and Shabbat services. And I was all ready to tell a very entertaining story about the American Jewish community when this week happened. And, and everything kind of changed in my perspective. It, it started off this week where we were just processing the Presbyterian Church of America's decision to divest from certain companies that invest in Israel. And at the same time, we were praying desperately that the three Israeli teenage boys, that Naftali Frankel and Gilad Sha'ar and Eyal Yifrach would be returned safely and quickly to their families and to their homes. But we learned on Monday that they were not to be ransomed, that their bodies had been found and that they had been killed by their captors soon after they had been taken while trying to hitchhike home after a long week of school to be home for Shabbat. We watched as they were buried together side by side, all three of them, and a nation and a people mourned the loss of so much potential of such beautiful young lives cut short. And then, less than two days later, we learned of another apparent abduction and killing of an Arab teen, Muhammad Hussein Abu Qadir, and of the possibility that his murder was an act of revenge. And we saw images of riots, of anger, of hate throughout the streets of Jerusalem and beyond. I have to be honest that when I learned about the deaths of the three boys, I was despondent. All deaths are equally sad, but there was just something so terribly upsetting about their loss. And also, I was angry. I mean, almost an irrational anger that comes even when you were so far away. But when I heard about the potential revenge killing of an Arab teen, I was in many ways even angrier. Because I cared, and I care about Naftali, Gilad, and Nayal, not only because I care about the loss of all innocent life, but because they are part of the Jewish people, and I care about the Jewish people. I believe in the power of the Jewish people, not only to give to each other, but also to give to the world. And because I believe in the value of Torah and the community that is inspired by Torah, and Jewish tradition does not condone revenge. Torah does not teach us to take vengeance. And if I'm going to believe in the Jewish community and care about each and every Jewish teenager and care about each member of the broader Klal Yisrael, the Jewish people, then more than anything, I have to care about Torah and how we live it in our lives. And Jews do not believe that vengeance is justice. The president of the reform movement, Rabbi Rick Jacobs, recently wrote the following. Murder is a violation of the fundamental tenet that all life is precious 
and that all people are created B'Tselem Elohim, in the image of God. We are all in the image of God, without exception. And a religious community that only mourns for its own loses its moral integrity. He also shared a story that I remember learning in rabbinical school that Rabbi Leo Beck, who was a famous German rabbi who escaped and founded the rabbinical school in London, uh, the Leo Beck Rabbinical School, had been in Theresienstadt, had been in the uh, outside of Prague, the labor camp, or really the model labor camp of the Nazis. And that after the war, he was flying over the remains of Theresienstadt with Major Patrick Dolan of the United States Army. And as they flew over and remembered the six million Jews that had perished, Major Dolan imagined the hatred and bitterness that Rabbi Beck must have been feeling. And just then, almost reading his thoughts, Rabbi Beck turned to him in the plane and said, Patrick, do not have revenge in your heart, only love and justice. Rabbi Beck alluded to the verse most well known around this topic in Leviticus 19. Do not take revenge or bear a grudge, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Ani Adonai Elohechem. I am the Lord. Love your neighbor as yourself. It is human to be angry about the murder of three teenage boys, to scream out in pain for the loss of precious life and for the loss of incredibly beautiful lives within the Jewish community. But it is not Jewish to kill as revenge. It does not do honor to the Jewish people, and it is not how we will survive and thrive as a community and culture in the 21st century. In Jewish tradition, when we have lost those that we love, we say, Zichronam Livracha, may their memory be for a blessing. Zichronam Livracha. And in this week's Torah portion, Balak, in Numbers, every time that the prophet Bilam opens his mouth to curse the Israelites and to curse the land of Israel, God makes it so that only blessings come out. Every time he tries to curse them, oh, despite his greatest efforts, only blessings flow out and literally cover the people of Israel. So let us turn the curses of this week into blessings. Let those who embraced a rhetoric of hate after these terrible crimes recognize that there are consequences to our words, that they can incite violence, and that we should be careful with every word that we utter and every way that we choose to mourn. And let us experience more moments like the joint vigil that was held in Jerusalem for Jews and Muslims to come together and for the residents of the city to hold up signs saying Ahava, saying love. On this Shabbat, we pray that no further lives, Israeli or Palestinian, will be lost to senseless actions that reflect the worst of humanity. We pray for the innocent lives lost and for comfort for their families and loved ones in this time of tragedy. Let us not forget Naftali, Gilad, 
Eyal or Muhammad, and may their memories be for a blessing. Zichranam Livracha. Amen.